Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. This right, meeting what, is recorded. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back what to up? another episode of the Living the episode Dream podcast. Up. Today on the show, we have Melanie Mitchell Wexler, who is a life and career coach. Melanie, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course not. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Perfect. So yeah, so I am based out of Washington, D.C., And I was a recruiter for over 20 years. And back in 2017, after just kind of realizing the company I was working with was not moving in the direction, was not moving in a good direction, I should say, I took a break and was trying to figure out what I wanted to kind of do with my next phase of my career. I thought I was going to do corporate recruiting and still stay in the recruiting space and had an opportunity to take some coaching courses and ended up building this little business on this, what I thought was just uh, a little business on the side to earn some extra income because I had a little bit of that, that following 2017 was a little bit of a tumultuous year from a professional, a personal and financial standpoint. And, you know, the little business just continued to grow. And now four years later, um, I started doing coaching full time in 2008. By 2018, I was doing it full time and then have been doing that since. And then for fun, I like to hang out with my, you know, just my girlfriends and um, usually watching my daughter play field hockey online because she's up in Massachusetts. And then also getting a chance to hang out with my son as well, who's older and lives in D.C. So. There we go. There we go. Does your daughter play for a uh, college? Is that why she's up in Yes. Yeah. So my daughter plays for a college. She's the goalie for uh, when she goes to Western New England University. So there we go. There we go. I love it. And so you love to hang out with your girlfriends, watch your daughter play. And what'd you say about your son? Do you just chat with him periodically? Um, I get to, I get to, we, he's my little, I should say he's a little foodie. He's, um, six foot three but <laughs> so he's he's my he's my tall foodie <laughs> so um just he's always open he's always trying to experiment with new places and he always knows the new places to eat and try in dc so we try to just make it a little bit of a, a monthly he has his own um his older he, he's he's 27 so he has his own life going on so we try to do a monthly date to to appease his mom so <laughs> gotcha, gotcha gotcha there we go well tell us a bit more about your motivation what really gets you up and keeps you going every day you know truthfully it's really is my kids you know it is even though that they're older and I think now they probably serve more um you know they serve as an inspiration to me for all the hard work and everything that they're doing for themselves and you know I look at them and that continues to serve as an inspiration for me to continue to push myself and just continue to make myself better and you know grow my business and you know really be able to set um you know for for them they look at it as setting you know a life for me on down that road and then um you know I don't really worry too much about them because they go off and achieve the, you know, things that they set their minds to. So 
but so they're my biggest inspiration just to keep me motivated. I love it. I love it. And so tell us a bit more. So you're a career coach. When departing your um, recruiting firm that you were with, was it, I know you said the company wasn't going down the path, so we don't have to dive into that if you don't want to. Oh, it's, it's fine. So okay. yeah. Right. If you uh, tell us a bit more about I, that, that'd be great. Yeah. So I was with them for eight years and I had moved up to managing director and I was running a successful branch in the DC market. Um, one of, there was we were one of five and we were over a million dollar producing branch, but the reality was the infrastructure at the top was really poor. I had in my eight years there, I think the final count was 14 executive vice presidents <laughs> and truthfully, yeah. So I should have left, like if I had been a client to myself, I would have like, if a client had come to me and said, this is my situation, I would have said, you need to leave. Um, and I think, you know, we always tend not to, you know, and even though that was kind of, I knew that was the logical thing to do, I didn't do it. And part of that was feeling quote unquote safe and, you know, secure in my position. I had built up a, you know, a very strong, what we call a book of business and, um, you know, had been very successful. And I think part of me was a little afraid to, not so much afraid, but just not wanting to start from scratch. And so I didn't really have that answer to like, well, what do you want to do next in your career? Like, I just, you know, I just kind of sat I really just kind of sat there in that position. I was really fortunate. I had a great team. We had a successful team for quite some time. So I loved my team. Um, I'm not a believer that something is always better on the other side, but the writing had been on the wall. And I, when I was going to go meet my 15th executive vice president, I just said, what am I doing? I was like, this is, this is not right. Like, this is not, you know, this is not going to help me. And like, I don't want to go through this whole process. So that's, I just pulled the trigger and I said, nope, I'm done. And that started kind of on a journey of really exploring opportunities and exploring what I wanted probably for the first time in a very long time for my own career. There we go. There we go. I love it. And so now as a full-time career and life coach, what does your day-to-day -day look like and um, how do you help your clients? Yeah, so I spend a lot of time on the phone with clients throughout the day, a lot of time on that and a lot of time on the on the computer, of course. Um, I help my clients from an at, you know, from a variety of things. So helping them with their resumes to helping them with their LinkedIn profiles and really developing personal brands and understanding what their personal brand is um, from the perspective as a job seeker or a career pivoter. Um, I also help individuals understand how to network properly and also how to um, conduct job searches and bringing the expertise and the knowledge of having been a recruiter and having been on both sides of the fence. So I worked with both clients as well as candidates for over 20 years. So I really try to bring that knowledge as a recruiter to the table for my clients. And then, you know, and then of course, just helping answer, you know, any types of career questions or struggles that they're facing or, um, you know, giving my advice on situations that's, you know, an outside party that's not, you know, connected per se. Of course, I want what's best for my clients, but, um, you know, I don't have necessarily that, you know, sometimes when you go to your friends and family, they've got that, you know, the over, they want to protect you, of course, and they want what's best for you, you hope. Um, so, you know, having kind of an unbiased opinion. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. I love it. Well, now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals. So tell yeah. us about your vision for your life and your company. So for my life, I definitely, um, you know, I would, you know, I personally would like to hopefully one day get back into having a, a serious relationship. I've put that on hold for quite some time. Um, lot do lots of more traveling. That's definitely, and you know, I really want to hit that um, six figures in terms of the business and really being able to be at that level um, with the business. That's really, you know, uh, I kind of just. I bring all of that kind of together. And, um, and then of course, just going on my, um, I have my own little weight loss journey and health journey that I'm, you know, just working on building, being stronger and just having the healthiest body as possible. And, you know, just truly embracing that. And so those are like my big, what I call my cornerstones in terms of what I'm looking for, for the future. There we go. There we go. Covers all the big, the big three: health, wealth, and yeah, money. the big three. <laughs> just you know, just the easy ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, six figures for the business. Are you like on pace to hit that in a year, in five years, in ten years? Um, I would say probably it's probably more of a three to five year goal. Um, from this standpoint, you know, had some a little bit of hiccups, you know, just uh, from a personal standpoint, you know, we um. Yeah, I unfortunately lost both my parents in back-to-back -back years. And then, of course, we had the pandemic. So, you know, I've had a little bit of, um, you know, just, I don't want to say there are stumbling blocks, but needed to put, you know, priorities in place, of course, and family comes first for me. So helping, you know, take care of my mom when she was sick and, you know, not so much focused on what growing the business. So, this kind of feels like the first year in a while that um, I've really been able to solely focus on the business without other other things, you know, that needed my attention. So I'd say it's probably more of a three to five year goal. I got you. I got you. So sorry that life hit you like that uh, back to back. Years. Yeah. You know, it definitely is. A, it, it definitely took its toll. Um, you know, you don't really realize it until much after, you know, well afterwards and you kind of have time to reflect. And and of course, you know, we, of course, would lo have loved to have different outcomes in those situations. But um, you just, you know, you learn from it and you just, you know, continue to honor, you know, uh, honor them and um, for everything that they did for, you know, myself and my sisters and um, my kids. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, feel free to not answer this question, but I'm going to push a little bit. <laughs> um, if you had a gun to your head and this person was like, in the next year, your business needs to be at six figures or I'm pulling the trigger. What would you do? How would you take it to six figures? Yeah, that I would actually, which is part of the plan into next year. Um, increase actually the increasing the prices is going to happen this next quarter um and then scaling the business into offering more workshops and more and a group package um so that i can sir i can actually help others um you know a greater number of people help them more and so those are some immediate things and then some longer term things i'm part of a group it's called the thought leadership branding club it's a group of like entrepreneurs that's really focused on social audio and i've had a chance to 
I'm now part of the leadership team. I joined that when they first started on Clubhouse and really taking advantage of social audio from the perspective of LinkedIn, audio events, um, Clubhouse, uh, Discord, and even Twitter spaces. And so just really expanding and, you know, putting myself back out there. I did, you know, last year I was really focused on doing I had a goal of being on 12 podcasts. It was just like, seriously, just a random, it was kind of a random goal. Um, it didn't really come, you know, I didn't like have like a, you know, a, a real big direction on like how I'm going to do it or what I'm going to do. Um, I did achieve that. Um, so, and then this year I didn't have that as quite as, you know, I didn't set like, oh, do, go to 24. So I kind of let off the pedal a little bit on that. Um, and so getting just back out there and just really pushing for, you know, any opportunities to speak and, you know, talk about, you know, I love talking about goals. I love talking about, you know, being, having the right mindset to achieve them. So um, that's what I, you know, would really definitely be, well, definitely I will be doing that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. There we go. Well, if there were one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person. And they'd really help you take the next step towards these dreams and goals. Who would they be and how would they do it? Um, wow, that's a good question. So I think, you know, one of my, one, uh, a true inspiration that I've had an opportunity to talk to her actually on Clubhouse. That's how I got found out about her. Her name's uh, Heather Monahan, and she, um, she's, uh, she's done TEDx speaking and she's written two books and, um, I read her first book and that's, I came across her on Clubhouse. And so she's just a true inspiration. She, she built the, her own business and out of, um, after being fired from a major, um, major corporation and she's really just rebuilt her life and everything from that perspective. So she definitely, I feel like a hundred percent give me, um, that direction, um, in that motivation. Um, probably somebody just, because I love this will be like the most random person um, is uh, her name's Catherine Zanika and she's the she's a manifestation babe um, on you can find her on Instagram I just love her stuff and when I was in a very bad place back in 2017 I just started following her truthfully um, my mindset was horrible like it was just really bad and I was really just kind of at the rock bottom probably. And um, just learning, you know, more about manifestation, but also learning about mindset and how to, um, I would just love the opportunity to meet her. I find her like incredibly inspirational and uplifting and just continue to learn from her. And I, I, I still continue to learn from her. And then, yeah, I, I feel like take just, you know, the third I would say is just taking you know, looking at my inner network and seeing who can actually, uh, you know, who can actually assist me. I know that there's people around me that I probably don't take, you know, I don't want to say take advantage of, but I don't take advantage of the resources um, that are probably at my fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Okay. There we go. There we go. And name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals. So you meet Sally at the grocery store and Sally's like, Melanie, how can I help you? What would you tell her? 
You know, I think the biggest thing that just anybody can do is just being your biggest, is just being supportive and being a cheerleader, to be honest, because being an entrepreneur is hard. It's, you know, there's a very few, you know, a lot of people don't understand what you go through. A lot of people don't understand what it takes and the long hours and through the days. And so just, you know, not... Um, I think for anybody just having, you know, somebody that's actually being supportive and being a cheerleader and just rooting for you can be the, can just be a game changer on any given day. And it can help you push through when you, when you need it the most. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. An encouraging word. It is, um, (laughs) it's so funny how much we just need a little bit of encouragement to keep going. Yeah, you know, sometimes, and it's, you know, comes at the like random moments and like, you just feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Like, what am I doing? And, and again, it's hard if, you know, people sometimes don't understand. They think, oh, you can like go work out in the middle of the day or you can go do that. And while that's true, um, they also don't see the long hours and, you know, the long nights working and, um, just, you know, there's always something to do when you don't have a team behind you and, you know, and then just not even having, you know, like a coworker. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There's this story where I think some scientists put like a mouse in water and just let them or a mouse or a rat or something. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah. They just let the mouse or rat drown and it took them 15 minutes to drown. And then right around minute 14 on the next group, they took them out and saved them and they put them back in the water and it like tread water for like 25 hours. Oh my God. (laughs) Before the mouse or the rat was just didn't believe that anybody was going to save them. And in this, the metaphor is encourage them, support them, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so they just died. They died out way earlier than they could have. But then when they believed that somebody was going to come along, somebody was going to save them, they lasted like exponentially longer. Like, I don't even know what that would be. Over 10x, probably over 100x. No, maybe not 100x, but a lot longer. I'm definitely not the math person. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think I saw, I didn't, I saw somebody make a post about it because the mice were in these like, cylinder containers or something and I didn't read it um I was just like I have no clue what that is um so but I did see that now I'm gonna have to go back and read it so yeah I mean it's crazy you they went from lasting from 15 minutes to like 24 25 hours and it's just like we can always it's kind of the David Goggins rule which that man is extreme but he has a good point of like when we think we're done we're probably 40 percent of the way there and it's just our mind telling us that we're done. And if we keep pushing, we're going to expand. So I think that's really cool. But yeah. be supportive, be a cheerleader, because you never know how far a kind word will go. Absolutely. You just never know what somebody else is going through at that time. So, you know, yep. that that's the best thing anybody can do for somebody. So, Absolutely. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. So my favorite book is actually, and it may be changing because I'm in the middle of uh, another book by this author, but um, many years ago, I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and it just totally changed, like, how I saw things. And this was well before, like, 
I even knew about like manifestation or laws of attraction or anything of that nature, which he doesn't really express in that, in that particular book, but it just, it definitely was a game changer for me. And it's always stood, it's always just stuck with me. I'm now reading Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And that one may replace Think and Grow Rich for me. <laughs> so really? yeah, that one is, it, it's, I it's a very, I don't even know how to best describe it, but he's basically having a conversation with the devil and he talks and it's all about how the devil is really kind of in in the, in the question is, you know, because nobody really knows if, if he really thought he was having this conversation or he just wrote this book from that perspective, but that the devil controls basically um, lower level thinking and controls us to stay where we're at and never expand beyond. And that's like what the quote unquote, that's the devil. However you perceive, it doesn't have to be a religious, you know, perspective from yeah, that. Yeah, it's be like limiting beliefs or whatever it is. Right. It's about limiting and, you know, how like, you know, the devil, you know, creates these, you know, creates these things like, you know, smoking cigarettes and, you know, and it just, and the way he lays it out is just really, it's an interesting perspective to see that. And then how you have to really be able to kind of, you know, to be your own free thinker and to be able to see what your potential is and not being, you know, constrained by limitations. Um, so it's just, yeah, it, it, I'm not, I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm right in the heart of it. So, but it's, it's definitely, it would be a very strong second. I don't know if it'll replace Think and Grow Rich, but it's, um, it's just, it's an interesting book because this is a man that was, um, you know, saw for people that don't know, you know, he went through, I mean, he went through like, you know, meeting like Andrew, Car you know, Andrew Carnegie, John D. Rockefeller. He met all these amazing, um, but he's really, a, you know, a man that wasn't successful for much of his life and then, you know, found success. Um, but these books were written in the 1800s. And it's funny how like, they have completely stood the test of time from this perspective. So it's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting book. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Big fan of Napoleon Hill. Another one is his kind of thinking grow rich extended version of uh, law of success. So yeah. I'm looking for a really thick book to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pick you that have one to be, yeah, you have to definitely, but I will say like his books are really easy to read. I mean, they're not, you know, that's the funny thing is just like, they're very easy to read and consume. And so that's yeah. always a, that's always a plus. Yeah, no, I listened to the audiobook for the law of success and now I have the book and I've already listened to the audiobook, So a lot of the stuff is very familiar and some of it kind of resonates with Think and Grow Rich, which I've also read. And, uh, but the audiobook, man, I could just listen to that thing all day. Like I just, yeah. <laughs> the person who is reading one has a really good voice, but two, the information and stories and the things he hits on, I'm like, yep, that's true. Yep. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's literally nothing like you're literally like, oh my gosh, I'm not a, you know, like I'm a, you know, like basically yep. my thoughts have been controlled and like, I just, you know, I'm not open, you know, you're not opening yourself and, you know, encouraging kids to think for themselves as opposed to like a constraint, like here's what you need to know from an educational standpoint and how 
the education systems actually hurt, you know, um, hurt kids throughout this time because they don't encourage kids to think for themselves or think outside of the box. Um, they, you know, constrained to that information. And you think about like things that we've now, you know, now that we talk about that weren't talked about back for ages and that, you know, different perspectives on history and things like that. And you just wonder, like, had it been, had somebody been like, no, you need to learn about, you know, these different causes or these different issues that were happening in this country throughout that period of time, would that have impacted, you know, the civil rights movement? Would that have impacted, you know, other issues that we faced in this country? So it's just, yeah, it's an interesting perspective to, to, to read from. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Love that you mentioned those books. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself? So I do like to work out. So I am into Orange Theory Fitness for those that know that. Um, so I do. I did not go to work out today just because my schedule was just it's going to be crazy the next couple of days. So, um, so yeah, so I like to go and do, you know, my one hour workouts and I literally just, you know, my phone doesn't go with me. I, it's just one hour that it's completely for me. I, you know, I don't even like to talk to people <laughs> like uh, just every so often, like, okay, we're, we're still surviving, whatever. But um, yeah, it's just really, that's like my big thing is just that that's one hour and, you know, not having the phone and not having, you know, um, you know, access to my emails and just not caring what's happening in the world at that particular for one hour, you know, multiple times a week is, is my big thing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of working out, um, huge fan. And it's just like challenging your body, get your mindset in the right um, kind of state and you just feel good. You feel more confident. Yeah, you feel, I mean, honestly, to me, it's just really, it's about the mind. It's really about clearing your mind and just like, because I literally can be in there and, you know, they could be the way that is set up, it, they give us specific things to do. And, you know, and so it's like, you have to kind of focus on how you're lifting a certain weight or um, you're, you know, okay, you're going to run on the tread for this period of time at this, you know, level. And so you just really like, you cannot think of anything else. Like I can't think of you know, like, Oh, I need to do that for, you know, I need to do that on my to-do list or I need to do that. I literally am just like, okay, no, how do I put my feet? How do I, <laughs> um, you know, like I get to pull my back back and keep my shoulders straight. And, um, you know, like that's enough for me to think about during that. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, you come out of it and you just, you, you know, I always sleep. My, I can always tell the nights that I've worked out. I'm just literally like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so yeah. there we go. There we go. I love it. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take to meet Heather Monahan? Yep. Um, actually, I could probably, I mean, it's funny because I I could probably just message her on LinkedIn because we are connected. So, um, <laughs> so it's, um, so yeah, so I, I could actually just do that. <laughs> so. What about, what about Catherine? Um, I could probably send a message on Instagram as well. She just had a baby. So I know her life is all um, a little sleep deprived based on her Instagram stories and things, but um, you know, but um, I know she also is very responsive. So those are things that are easy to, um, 
you know, they're easy to do. It's just a matter of like, okay, well, what would I say or what would I do? And, um, but yeah, no, I think that's, that's something that's easy to do. Gotcha. Well, what would you say? Just um, I definitely would have to, I'd probably, I don't really know off the top of my head. I mean, I, you know, obviously respect and, um, just admire what they've done in their own businesses and, you know, just want to continue, you know, having an opportunity just to continue to learn from them. And, um, you know, just even, you know, 20 minutes of just listen, you know, being able to learn from somebody and listen to somebody, I think is an, you know, as an inspiration. So I'd have to work on that, that, um, that little pitch there. (laughs) I gotcha. Is there, are there businesses connected to yours or are they completely different? completely different. So completely different. Heather does do some coaching for, you know, high level executives and things of that nature, but um, just really completely different businesses. But it's definitely been um, businesses that, you know, or I mean, their stories, I should say, have definitely been impactful. Um, And, you know, Catherine, definitely was an inspiration in terms of just mindset. And, you know, she focuses on manifestation specifically, but, you know, it all comes back to mindset as well. And, you know, what you believe and what, you know, where your thoughts are. And so I've had opportunities to take some of her courses in the past is just to get to the root of where, you know, my thoughts are when it comes to money. She focuses specifically kind of on, well, manifestation of everything, but financial success in particular. Yeah. Typically to make money doing something, it has to be something that helps make other people money. <laughs> so. Yes. In general, that is, that is a good rule, but yeah, it's one of those things of, but you know, she's just, I've learned a lot just in terms of like where your own thoughts about money come from and how those limiting beliefs that have been set into you from whether it was your childhood or whatever you went through how that still shapes you to this day. And, you know, do you still carry, you know, in terms of uh, making investments in yourself and making investments in your business and things along those lines. So. Oh, it is so true. One of the things that I've kind of said has been the linchpin or the, um, I don't know if that's the right word, linchpin. It's been the thing that's been holding me back from going forward. Um, But of my real estate business is being undercapitalized. I was like, if I simply have the capital, I could buy the properties. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing is how I'm thinking about money is it's just a limiting belief because there are literally people out there who are waiting to invest millions upon millions of dollars. If I simply have a relationship with them. So it's not that I need the capital it's that I need a relationship and I'm an expert at building relationships. I know how to do it. I love to do it. I love people. And so I can just, but it's having the confidence and the belief system to like go out there and actually do that. So I completely agree that your belief system around money is something that's so important to get right. But yeah, it definitely, I mean, I look back on my childhood and just, you know, I grew up with a single mom uh, for most of my life. My stepdad came in when um, I was 12, but, you know, and I look at the things that she did and now I kind of see, you know, I wasn't necessarily taught good money practices um, and no, you know, shade to my mom about it. You know, she was a single mom raising two girls, uh, working full time, going back to school. And, you know, she definitely sacrificed probably more than I realized back then, of course. Um, but I realized also some of those money, um, practices around money and how we looked at money, you know, money, like 
I felt like money always came in and money left. And that's how I felt even as an adult, especially even with my business, money would come in and all of a sudden it'd be gone. And I'm like, what the heck? Um, but it's, you know, you start to learn that it's more, you know, it is a, it is a belief. It is a limiting belief that, you know, um, you know, when people's, you know, so just understanding that money is money is not, yes, it is a thing, but it's not, it's not really a, you know, there is unlimited resources and you have to look around to understand what those are. And, you know, again, like, okay, no, you know, if I only had more capital or, you know, if I had, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, what would I do to right now to invest in my business? Okay. So how do I get to that? You know, and being, and not looking at it as like, well, I don't have it, so I can't do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, now we're going to jump into our final series of questions. Yeah. And these questions were not sent beforehand. So if you <laughs> don't know the answer, that is perfectly fine. Just say, I don't know. They also require a bit of pretext. So stick with me. So a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? I definitely agree. Um, and I just think that if I go back to 2017, when I made the pivot and, um, you know, I, I took a break and I went to go work for a friend at that period of time. And unfortunately that relationship fell apart drastically. And, um, you know, he wasn't like paying me and like there were, it was just a bad, it was a bad relationship from a both a personal and professional standpoint. And by the time I kind of was ready to get out of it. Um, I was already in a deep financial hole. And so for me, I, like I said earlier, I hit that rock bottom. Um, and that's really where this, my business came out of. I didn't start my business to be earning six figures. I didn't start my business like, Oh, I want to be this, you know, influential coach. I'd never even thought about coaching. I started my business because I needed cash. <laughs> and so I would, I was desperate for cash. I was literally desperate for cash. And so, um, you know, so I was literally, and, you know, and even to, to this day, when I talked about like, I'm going to be increasing my prices, like that's been a, that's been a money mindset for me because when I started, I didn't care about my pricing because I, again, I needed cash. So I didn't set up, you know, so I've slowly increased my pricing over the years, but I'm now at that place of not being afraid of like, Oh, if I increase my pricing, my clients will go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, because, and you know, and the reality is okay. If it slows down, then okay. I can, you know, I can always reduce my prices. <laughs> so, you know, like if, if something bad were happen, I have control over that. So it's not like it, it has to be set in stone if, if something God forbid were to happen. So um, I a hundred percent believe that. I believe you have to have some sort of catalyst that's going to push you forward um, that gets you out of a place of where you're at, which is most likely you're stuck or you feel stuck, but you need to have that personal growth um, within um, I think it it has to come from within. And for me, it was out of desperation. And from there, you know, I was like, oh, and then, I, you know, I went through several jobs in 2017 and 2018. 
Um, I knew that I was going to get laid off with the last job I had. I wasn't concerned. I wasn't worried. Um, in fact, I knew it was happening just because as a recruiter, when they don't have anything for you to recruit for, then, you know, things are kind of changing. Um, but, but I was really focused. Anytime I had downtime, I was focusing on my business. And so, yeah. you know, like I, it didn't scare me when I got that call. In fact, I was like, oh, well now what if I took my full-time hours and applied it to this, what would happen to that business? So, yeah, I definitely believe that. Mm. I love it. Given the same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? I think people don't make the choice to change because they're afraid of it. They're afraid of what they're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of what they've been told. Um, that could be, you know, they could have, you know, again, it can come from your, um, not to get all, you know, it comes from your childhood and our parents messed us up and things. But if you've always been told that, you know, you are, you know, you're ugly or you're not pretty or you are, you know, not smart. Um, you know, when you're, if you're told that throughout your life, you start to believe that. And so it takes years of effort to really realize what those falsehoods are. And so I think part of that, you know, so it can come from a very fixated mindset of just how you were raised or what you were exposed to. Um, and I, you know, I look at my daughter, for example, and I don't know that we set out to raise her as like the strong independent woman. Like that wasn't like, we weren't like, you know, that's not, she didn't come out like, and we were like, yep, that's our goal. Um, but it definitely was one that we're in particular with my daughter. I look at her because she's just never has known the word no um in terms of that even when you know like even her birth story was her not saying no i'm not going to wait i'm going to come early um and so um you know even from that day she's always been this very you know st stubborn strong-willed child so i think part of it is ingrained in her but she it's carried with her and so we've just never limited her in terms of what she can or cannot do um, and so I always look at her, I mean, like I said earlier, she's definitely my inspiration in many ways. Um, but from an early age, she, you know, you could argue with her like, okay, the sky is blue and she'd be like, it's more like green. And, you know, she would have arguments with you and you're just like, just don't argue with her. Um, <laughs> Like, just like it didn't matter what you said her in her is like, no, that sky is green. So, um, so I look at that as a big, you know, as a big thing is like, you know, really building that mindset is the game changer in how you, you know, how you perceive yourself and how you choose to go out into the world. So mm. I don't know if I answered the question at all in that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think you did for sure. I think you did for sure. Uh, started out with fear and then jumped a little bit into mindset. So yeah, I think you you know people are afraid of change. They're afraid of the unknown, and I think they're afraid of failure. Like sometimes it's easier to stay in your comfort zone. And I stayed in a job well over much longer than I should have. Um, you know, but that was because I was in a comfort zone and I made excuses for it. Um, 
you know, and in terms of why I didn't, why I didn't leave sooner. I had opportunity. I had a plenty of opportunity through the years and I always just kind of pushed it away. And so, you know, it's just a matter of like really wanting something for yourself. And, you know, and that's, you know, for me, that wasn't the, you know, if you had said to me, you know, five years prior, like that's where you're going to be in life. I would have been like, Oh no, you know, like that, you know, I, cause there were, you know, I was really, it was a depressing period. It was hard. Um, and it was, you know, it's, it's something that still has stuck with me all these years. You know, I, I remember being at the lowest I've probably ever been in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. For sure. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, our next question is that some people need a small amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that threshold and can it be influenced? I think it definitely can be influenced by the people that you have in there. I don't know if I know what establishes to why somebody only needs a little bit as opposed to a lot, you know, um, I think I'm like a person in particular that is a fixer. So if I enter something, if I enter into a relationship or I enter into business, I'm going to stick by you. I'm going to help you grow it. I'm going to be your cheer. You know, like I'm going to do whatever I can do to help that person be successful. And I think that has probably always been kind of uh, a weakness of mine in that, you know, it's a good thing because if you have me as a friend, you've got me in your corner, but I've always, I've also done that to the point it's been a detriment to me. It'll keep and you so, broke if you're not careful. <laughs> right. So, you know, you have to kind of, you have to establish some of those boundaries for yourself and understand where that is. Um, so I don't know if I have the answers to why somebody puts them in, in, you know, what makes that breaking point, but I think it definitely is influenced by the people that you again have around you. And, you know, do you have the right people and not that people are just telling you crap and just, you know, fluff. I mean, it needs to come from a true, you know, a true honest place. But that also being said, I think it has to, you have to be realistic about it. And, you know, it has to, you have to have be people that are going to be supportive of you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The people around you. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? People around you, experiences you may have had, like, yeah. Um, awesome. We got one last question for you. Cool. So for this question, keep in mind a person who has a really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help, and they're not willing to accept change. In Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind, and the avatar I just told you to keep in your head, how can we, you and I, create an environment that makes it more obvious, more attractive, more easy, and more satisfying for that avatar to make the choice that will change their life? That's a good question. That's a hard question. <laughs> so, um, I think somebody with a fixed mindset, they need to have incremental. I think it comes from doing smaller incremental changes. I think they are, you know, people that are opposed to change have to be able to see something a little bit 
like hearing me talk about manifestation and, you know, laws of attraction, things like that. Somebody with a very fixed aided mindset is never going to believe anything that I say. They're not going to, you know, sit there and go, okay, whatever, that's woohoo, whatever. So they have to see, you know, smaller, realistic, you know, they are the ones that have to have something very firmly planted. So it has to be very, um, doing a horrible job of explaining this, but it has to be something very, uh, as a quantitative example that they can actually see like a proven example of, okay, you know, you know, John Smith did X, Y, and Z, and then ended up achieving, you know, A, B, and C. So it has to be something that's very easily understood, but also easily, that first step has to be easily achieved. It has to be something that does not necessarily where they almost don't realize that they're being pushed out of their boundary um, and out of that comfort zone so that they still feel safe in that and that they are the ones that are having, you know, the, that they're in control of what's happening, basically. So that I would I would start with that. And then incrementally, when you start to see success, then you start to believe that, oh, okay, if I did this more, then this would happen. And you can build, um, you know, basically build a testament to to the actions and the um, action steps that are required. Yeah, there we go. I love it. Well, awesome. Melanie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Of course. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Yeah, I just always tell people never to stop, you know, don't, don't give up on your dreams and your goals. And, you know, anything in this world is possible. So, you know, just to keep moving forward and to, you know, keep, you know, going towards what you want to want to achieve in life. Mm. Such a good message. Such a good message. Um, If you're listening to that, internalize it and go after your dreams. (laughs) Cool. Well, if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Melanie had to say, make sure to check her out. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes. As we always ask, go ahead and shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes if you like the show. And remember, be supportive and be a cheerleader because you don't know how far a kind word will go. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.